Hello, everybody, and welcome to Too Weird Didn't Watch, the show where we make fun of movies we have not seen based on nothing but their weird descriptions. I'm Branley. I'm Albert, and it has been too long since I did that, both A, because we have not released an episode, and B, because I almost could not remember what I said at the beginning <laughs> of the episode. Really? Because uh, I, I do some other podcasts, Brantley, and That's I fair. got mixed up in my head with bad ideas and human echoes and stuff, so... Fair enough. I haven't done Human Echoes in like a year, but it still was You did it for like, there. what, five, six? 250 episodes. So, yeah. <laughs> About that, yeah. Anyway, this is not that. This is this. This is the show where we watch movies we don't watch. Apparently, do the thing. <laughs> Our first movie is Nightlife of the Gods from 1935. Oh, man. Okay, no. All right, hold on. Don't start reading. Uh, night. 1935. Mm-hmm. Nightlife of the Gods. Of the Gods. I don't... The, my brain is does not know what to do with all of that information <laughs> at the same place. Like, Nightlife of the Gods, you think, like, maybe it's, like, some raver, like, like LSD-powered... name, yeah. Yeah, and then you're like, but 1935, like, they did have a party scene in 1935, but... but this is, like, post-flappers. <laughs> Yeah, this is the depression. <laughs> well, the big band, but also like the Dust Bowl is happening <laughs> right now. And we're like leading up to World War II. It seems like not uh, what I would consider. The partiest of times. The place where I would take, think the night nightlife of the gods would happen is not in 1935. A scientist named Hunter oh. Hawk. Not, see, His name not... is Hunter Hawk. Okay, okay. Yeah, good comic book name. <laughs> It's a great pulpy name because this is 35. He's hanging out with Doc Savage. Fair. I, I'm thinking like, but he's a scientist. Which new really information. Play yeah. Well. well, Bruce Banner's a scientist. Yeah, but but it's not. He doesn't have a name like Hunter Hawk. No, his I'm name just, is Bruce Banner. I, I'm just thinking Peter about Peter Parker, also a scientist. My brain is still on the party mode, and scientist named <laughs> Hunter Hawk. I guess he could get. He could invent some LSD or something. Because early version. Well, he does invent a thing. He invents a device that can turn flesh to stone. But why, though? Yeah, also that, <laughs> that yes, and also, still, it's called Night Nightlife of the Gods, huh? You mm -hmm. have not started reading a different movie. No, it's the same movie. God, the gods are, are like partying at night, maybe, and this guy's down here with. What are you thinking, like a ray gun, or is it a chamber? Or it's got to be a ray gun. Okay, it could be like a the ray first gun. one's probably like really huge, and then for convenience' sake, he makes the smaller one. That's yeah, miniaturization built. happens yeah. so quickly these days, and well, those days as well, I guess. <laughs> back in the thirties, yeah. While celebrating his discovery, he becomes involved with a half-naked leprechaun. Hands up, who saw that coming? Because that was not one of them. Nineteen thirty-five. So. <laughs> what is it? What? Is... what? <laughs> you don't know what to do with that, do you? I didn't. I haven't. I didn't know what to, what do, to with do, it. do with any of this at all. Like the whole time. So we do know where. Okay, so the nightlife has come in at least. Yeah, the party. Right. He's the having party. his party. He's celebrating the invention of a device that can turn the flesh invention... into stone. Yeah, like we there's don't, no way this is guy's not going to be a supervillain. We don't need this right now. We're in the depression. When when would you need this? I don't know, but like really super not right now. 
<laughs> Maybe here's when you need it. You need it when you have like a whole bunch of real bad people and a real bad glut of human statues. Well, we had the Nazis at this time. Okay, so, so yeah. So we have half that scenario. <laughs> and then I guess we could like stack them and build buildings out of Nazis. Okay, I'm liking this direction that you're going, where the Nazi era, like, alternate stopped timeline... stopped by turning them into stone. Just also, building we have a great industrial boom because we had all these extra stone people that were easily stackable on top of each other. I mean, you can smash them and just turn them into mortar. I the like the idea of them just, like, just full stack like Han Solo and Carbonite, every <laughs> single one of them on the outside of all the buildings in Germany. <laughs> Okay, and then, no, no, but we're not. So that's the nightlife. Mm-hmm. Stone, stone, like stone turning into people, and then is, people turn into stone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is the leprechaun a god? Leprechauns aren't gods; they're just magical fairy things. I mean, that, that could are really be into gold. Like, Zeus is a magical person; like he's not completely invincible. He's just got powers, right? So it just depends on what level of god you're talking about. Yeah. Because, like, Hermes can do a lot, but God, but Zeus can do a whole lot. Yeah. And then, like, Hercules is just punching dudes. Hermes is just, like, the Flash, right? He's just fast. He's not even that fast. He's just uh, fast for, like, ancient Greek standards. I mean, he was god of messengers being fast, uh, thieves and travelers. Yeah, but all those are where, like, you do want to be going fast. Like, you're a thief, you're like, I gotta get away. Yeah. Messengers are like, gotta get this message there. Travelers are like, can we please? You know, we're not there yet. It's still, like, 500 BC. Well, we won't be there for another <laughs> you 600 You see that mountain? Years. They're on the other side, and we're not on the mountain yet. Shut up! <sighs> Throws his sandal at him. All right, continue. <laughs> on a trip to New York, Hunter and Meg, the leprechaun, it's, okay, so it's a female. I didn't get to ask if it was a female leprechaun, but it is leprechaun in Meg. He's involved with her. She's like, like is apparently this they're a, romantically a little involved. person in this movie. It says leprechaun. So unless she's Irish and short, and this is just racist, I think it's an actual leprechaun. Leprechauns are small, right? Like they're not like yeah. in the leprechaun movie. It's played by Warwick Davis. Yeah. It's he also played like a, uh, the one in Willow. I, I don't I hesitate to use the word use the word midget, but in this context, like, is this a fetish thing in 1935? It says involved, right? And she's half naked, and she's like way smaller than him. Yeah, it might be. Okay. Anyway, so the two of them decide to go to the Metropolitan Museum of Art. It continues and turn all of the statues of Greek gods into people, because apparently it has a reverse setting now. No. Now the gods are involved. <laughs> and you went with the right pantheon. Good for you. Well, yeah. What follows? No, 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 no. <laughs> no, you don't get to read the next sentence yet, because that doesn't... <sighs> All right, we're, we're going to just skate past the scientific possibility of... I mean, like... maybe she supercharged it with magic? <laughs> if she's an actual leprechaun? It does... It, well, this is more useful, at least, right? If you can turn statues into things... Yeah, no. Like, that I understand as a, a helpful thing, but to go it's and... It's like be... the Indian in the cupboard, only even more terrifying. Also, this and is like... We, but we really with less questions. This is the best art heist I've ever heard of. <laughs> Skid to walk out. <laughs> You're like, you turn the Mona Lisa into a real person, and she's like, excuse me, you may... Unhand me, gentlemen! And they're like, but the... What the... How do we... What? And then she just leaves, and they turn it back into the Mona Lisa. Mm -hmm. As a painting. Yeah. 
And then it raises all kinds of questions about consciousness and like, where did that come from? Okay. You, okay. What but, follows is a drunken romp around New York with Medusa's severed head still in Perseus's hand. So he's turning other people to stone. But luckily we know that, this statue, that the machine can turn people back. So he's like going around and turning people to stone, and the guy's like falling around, he's like Perseus, knock it off. This is the like the sentence that makes the most sense. <laughs> like if I had about a week to think about this, I actually could have seen this one coming. Yeah, <laughs> the fact that we do have a god that turns people to stone, and this guy has technology that turns people to stone and turns them back. So it's like symmetry. That actually kind of makes sense. It's like science versus magic. It that's like comedy. <laughs> Like Star Wars. <laughs> Only, you know, good. Really? You like some of the Star Wars I movies. D- I do. You, d- I, you don't like the ones that some of the other people like. I don't but... like the ones that people think are imp- are perfect masterpieces. Okay. Like the first one. Yeah. And I don't mean episode one. I mean episode four, the first one. I know which, yes. I know, but the people who are listening may not. I think they've heard your opinion before. They need to hear it. Uh, they've heard they it They think again. it's fantastic. Moving on. Are you, are, you, are you ready to move on to the next movie? What's the next one, Brantley? Okay. The next one is The Silk Cat Kid. From 1935. Did you just, like, go down the list of films that were made in 1935? I arbitrarily decided to do an 1935-themed episode. (laughs) This is not a joke. You actually No, yeah, no. no. (laughs) Okay. Next one is also from 1935. The Silk Hat Kid. This sounds... I'm just envisioning... There's a lot of, like, gangster stuff around this time. And just calling anybody the adjective kid... Seems like a setup for he's going to be a criminal and have a hardened life of crime and maybe probably die in a blaze of glory at the end. That's my 1935 smoker voice. All right. I've been smoking a lot because we don't know about lung cancer yet in 1935. I've just died for no reason and had a fun time doing it up until now. Eddie Howard. (laughs) A fast (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> Eddie Howard, a fast-thinking, two-fisted bodyguard. Oh, I thought you said Annie Howard, like like you're Annie any Howell. of the Howards. Just <laughs> like you were like riffing Howell. on the anyhow phrase. I thought that was actually really clever. I was like, no. wow, apparently that was good. No, the guy's name is Eddie Howard. Eddie Howard. Okay, continue. Uh, fast-thinking, two-fisted bodyguard is hired by nightclub. How owner. many fists do the other bodyguards? Two-fisted have? is description of just he goes in punching. I really let me do my bit. I'm just making fun of the phrase. Maybe they got one. The yeah, all the, that's why they won. <laughs> the other hand's holding a martini or something. It's the 30s. Oh, all the other guys are just like, they've got they, the one fist, but then the other other hand is slapping people. Yeah. Like, this why don't like, we just no. make two fists, guys? It's like, hey, hey, it's too far. You need to calm down. That was the, that was the day they <laughs> Eddie. You gotta chill, man. Wait, we can hold. We can close both of these hands into fists. <laughs> Fighting will never be the same. It's like a weird riff on the invention of lying. The invention of double fisting. Okay, just keep reading now. Don't. Yeah. No, no, we're gonna let it. that sand. So let's sit there. I'm not. I'm not objecting. I just don't. I no, don't he's have hired to say. by nightclub owner Tim Martin to protect him from chiseling gangsters operating an extortion racket. He's like, listen, you use both fists. I need you. <laughs> These guys just have a chisel. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, if you're like don't, people who don't pay their debts, you just throw them down, start chisel on their face. That's gonna mess them up. That's like a it's like a Batman villain. I'm the chiseler, see. Mm-hmm. I have the proportional strength of a chisel. I don't know how proportionality works. <laughs> All right. 
but Eddie meets and falls in love with Laura Grant. Laura Grant, sorry. Tim's sweetheart and complications quickly arise. Wait, so Eddie is the two-fisted, quick-thinking dude. Yeah, he is the you know titular Silcat King. And like, he falls in love with the, his boss's girl? Yeah. That, that's... Uh... Compared to the last one, I think no, yeah, that this was the pretty obvious. We got this is like this reminds me of I never watched the movie, but there there is a Zac Efron DJ movie called We Are Your Friends, uh, where this exact plot happens where he wants like, wants to be a DJ and the guy who hires him like has a hot girlfriend or whatever and Zach's like yeah, yeah. I, I have two really crazy thirty five movies uh huh and so I put a little like one that just sounds like kind of fun in the middle like this sounds legitimately enjoyable enjoyable it's I mean I don't. You can make a good movie out of this. You can also make a bad movie out of this, but it's not like a crazy premise. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. All right. So we're ready to go for the next one. Is that so? That's all with with this these guys. Nope. Yeah. Silky K is just like this, this, this. Good to go. I do want kind of wonder. People he likes his boss's girl. Like the boss does have the sort of people who are after also, yeah, him. Also, yeah, the chiseling mob is after. Yeah, him. and we kind of like the description didn't stick with that. You know, decided to just really set things up for us, which is admittedly what a good like two or three descriptions, sentence description is going to do. But I kind of wonder how, if that's going to come back in, like if you know, his boss decides he doesn't like Eddie, but maybe he needs him mm-hmm. in not to get. And he killed. knows he can't take him in a fight, right? Like it's the whole reason of hiring the fist. <laughs> I mean, ignoring our joke where everybody else in the world just uses the one fist. Um. Like, he literally hired this guy to win fights for him and to defend him from the mob. Like, he's not going to try to take this guy in a fight. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, like, he's the guy that has the money, not the guy mm-hmm. that has the fighting power. Yep. Okay. All right. What's Up next? next, we have She from, from, from 1935, as previously you know, established. She. S-H-E. Just the one E. Yeah. She. So it's like, is this like a she. prequel to them? <laughs> it's the queen. <laughs> There's, I'm trying to think. There's, there's them. There's she. There's not like a dude version of this. There's not like a whom. Well, in uh, the Powerpuff Girls, there is a villain called him. Yeah, and he is a very effeminate looking. He looks like the devil. Okay, so he has like robot uh, lobster claws for hands. All right, he wears stiletto heels and like a f- like a, fl- a feathered dress, and he has a big goatee. And he is his voice cycles from very effeminate to the devil in the middle of a sentence. And he is hilarious and horrifying. <laughs> okay. So, so she. Yes. Is there an exclamation point after she? Nope, it's just the word she. All right. Just out there for the world to judge. This was, well, uh, to be fair, this is 1935. Like, they had to use up all the easy titles so that we could get <laughs> things like, I am the pretty thing that lives in the house. Like, it, you, the one word titles, they had they had to lock them up. And she was right there. It's like, oh, there's only so many three-letter words, guys. I'm going to make a movie called The... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we did get it later. That's a fair. Word. Yeah, there it is. That's the other one I was trying to think. Okay, we have she, we have them, and then you have it. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's our good trilogy. What's this? A very early prequel to it. Leo Vinci, told by his dying uncle of a lost land, visited. probably not the titular character. Then don't 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 enter this person from 1935. <laughs> <laughs> told by his dying uncle of a lost land, visited 500 years ago by his ancestor. Is it a lost world? Possibly. Possibly. Okay. Heads out with family friend Horace Holly to try to discover the land and its secret of immortality, which clearly his uncle did not get. 
because yeah. he's literally dying. Well, maybe he like turned it down. Maybe he's like, I'm not. I don't. Well, I mean, it was visited by a that. So yeah. Said to be contained within a mystic fire. Ooh, that seems like if you get the wrong if you get the wrong fire, you die. Trying to get the immortality, you're gonna get at least. It's real like bad a little up. less. It's a lot more subtle, or, or a lot less subtle version of Indiana Jones' Last Crusade. Because pick a fire and jump in. <laughs> I ain't got all time a day. I mean, I do because I'm immortal. I figured it out, but you jump in. <laughs> well, that you're getting warmer. Oh, wait, is it literal, or am I giving wah, you a hint? <laughs> <laughs> Picking up Tanya, a guide's daughter, in the frozen Russian Ar- Arctic. The- I could see why the fire is, like, yeah. the legend of the immortality. It's like, <laughs> actually, it just keeps... We you said it die. would keep you from dying. We didn't mean, like, like forever. forever. <laughs> we didn't say jump in. What is wrong with you people? <laughs> um... So yeah, they find her in the Russian Arctic, and they stumble upon Kor, K-O-R, revealed to be a hidden civilization ruled over by an immortal queen called She. Presumably she forgot her name. Dude, they, so I, I guess they speak English here. I'm wondering, or, or maybe they don't. Like, maybe it's just a weird bat, like... Coincidence? The sort of, well, okay, so in the Bible, Yahweh, like the God of the Bible calls himself I am several times. Mm-hmm. He's just like, it's a weird, like in, in English, it sounds kind of odd. Maybe it sounds weird in Hebrew as well. I don't know, but it's just sort of like a statement of like, just the raw essence of mm-hmm. being like, I'm just it. Like this is just existence itself is what I am. And for maybe it's like another language, but in her, it's like, I'm just femininity personified. Fair enough. I'm giving. I'm. I'm getting like lofty with this <laughs> one. That's not very funny, I admit. But no, I yeah, it's great. <clears throat> Anyways, so she believes Vinci is her long lost lover, John Vinci, Leo's ancestor. Okay, so it's five hundred years of separation, but yeah. Well, yeah, that I, the, I can see that. Presumably, though. I don't. It like she, she she's just... immortal. Are her other people not immortal? Did she give him the immortal fire and he just kind of left? And that's how the uncle knows. He just kind of drops in every hundred years on the family. Like, by the way, immortality, totally real. (laughs) See you another hundred years. I mean, I forget things that happened like two years ago. Maybe she's just kind of got... Forgot what he looks like. Like a vague recollection of Mm -hmm. this guy. And she remembers his name. Right. And this guy who kind of reminds her just straight up says the name. I mean, I'm not... She remembers him, obviously, because... She she was in love with him, but even so, it's been a long time. Yeah. So I could see this confusion happening. Mm-hmm. And may, maybe, I wonder if you're that old, like, uh, does does your brain just keep all that information, or do you eventually just start, like, well, forgetting stuff? Well, that's brought up with uh, me from uh, Doctor Who. Lady Me. I don't know that one. Where uh, it's... Is that a, one of the new seasons? It's from Capaldi's second to last season. I may have seen that one then and just sort of It's the um it. the little Viking girl that he makes immortal. Oh right, yeah. And she yeah. mentions that her brain cannot remember that far back, so she has these this massive library full of journals. And like at one point Clara's like, Oh, we know each other. He goes, I know, I read my journal. <laughs> She's like, What? Because <laughs> the doctor did not explain that because he is sometimes awful. Yeah, he tries to be good. Yeah. But it doesn't it, unintended consequences. 
Anyway, is that it? Yep, that's it. Oh, man, I was kind of expecting more that there. That is it for she and for 1935. So this guy goes, he, he meets a girl to start with, right? He's with a, a woman. The daughter of a guide. Yeah, which is presumably... They, they, they give the guide, though, so I guess it's like... Oh. In 1935, one would assume that he's into her because if you've got... She has lady bits. Yeah, guy, and it's probably not an ugly lady in the movie in 1935. So they've got a thing going on. And mm-hmm. now this woman's like, you are my long-lost lover. I don't know. I, I also have been smoking for a long time, and I'm immortal. <laughs> it's 1935, baby. I mean, if you're immortal, you don't got to worry about that. That's true. Hopefully. Or it's like the bad kind of immortality where yeah. you still get sick. <laughs> it's just <laughs> turn into a puddle of jelly on the floor that can still see and feel. We, we talked about in one, the bad immortality where you still age. Yeah. And uh, that reminds me, there's a, I don't know if it's in the actual books, but there's a Conan comic where he finds a civilization where there are these mortal beings. Mm-hmm. And they have this ritual that where they, when they get to the end of their life, when they feel like they've reached the end of their life, they throw themselves off to end their immortality. Just because one of them finally got done with it, just jumped off this giant plateau they live on. Right. And turned into this big ceremony, and eventually Conan gets down there, and they're just, like, still alive, but kind of broken. Uh, and they also take all their servants and everything, they have to get thrown off with them. Uh, it's horrifying. <laughs> there's a another take on that in uh, a book I've read, the Wild Clown series by G. Wells Taylor, mm-hmm. where the conceit is everything stops being able to die all dead things that have not decomposed come back to life and the only way you can get rid of people is to put them through a wood chipper essentially mm-hmm. and even then like the little bits are still alive I'm, I'm sure i've mentioned it in the past have you ever watched uh did like me the show a little bit okay uh i'm assuming you didn't watch the movie then that i did not round up the series uh there the head reaper gets replaced with a new guy who is awful he's a terrible person and, like, George is having her storyline, but the rest of the Reapers just give them something to do. Yeah. They're just trying to figure out how to get rid of the guy. Like, we can't kill him because we're all immortal. So they do is they uh, they cut his head off. They chop him up. They burn him in ashes, and they launch his, uh, put him, like, on a satellite and launch him into space just to get rid of him. <laughs> that'll do it. And that'll do it for us this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you like this episode, tell a friend about it. Follow us on Patreon at uh, patreon.com slash didn't watch. And we'll see you guys next week with something else. Bye, guys. Bye.